Welcome to a live preaching message from the Kadesh Family Church, Manhattan, New York City. Kadesh Family Church, Manhattan, is the Apache of the Kadesh Family Churches in North America, where the Word of God is imparted clearly, practically, and comprehensively for present-day living. Our aim is to provide solid foundation of Bible-based instruction to our church members, to equip them to preach and teach the gospel wherever they may be. Join us for a life-changing experience as you listen to this message. The Spirit of the Lord is upon the man of God. He is anointed to preach the word of God. Heal my Set at liberty them that are bruised. 
to preach the acceptable year of the Lord. But Jesus healed me. He healed me time and time and time again. When I had tears on my pillow, pain in my heart, Jesus healed my heart. There was a woman. Her son died, she was broken, she could not be compensated. But she met Jesus, met Jesus, and he raised her son again. When she had tears on her pillow, pain in her heart. another woman she'd been bent over for 18 years no one loved her no one showed her any kindness but she met Jesus he said to her woman I lose from thy infirmities. His power touched her body. She stood up that day and she was healed. His power touched her body. She stood up that day and she was healed. tears on your pillow pain in your heart Jesus heals your heart don't forget when you have tears on your pillow and pain in your heart Jesus heals your heart when you have tears on your pillow and pain in your heart Jesus heals your heart When you have tears on your pillow And pain in your heart Jesus heals your heart Wow! Hallelujah! Jesus heals your heart! Hallelujah! Fantastic! This is your offering? The offering for the, for the musical outreach? Okay, put in offering basket, Ali. You go preaching, you are giving offering. What a blessing. Hallelujah. Amen. Fantastic. Are you blessed today? The testimony itself is a service. Power in the word. Then I will advise you to hang around. Hallelujah. But we have really had, you see, wonderful testimonies. Amen. To show that God is still alive. And God does miracles. Hallelujah. I mean, to move from stage four inoperable primary cancer to cancer free. I mean, I mean, come on. 
This is the dream of the Lord. And it's marvelous in our sight. Hallelujah. That's a powerful testimony. Hallelujah. I mean, if, to get the Holy Spirit to help you to do power packing. <laughs> I mean, that, that's a wawuzi. <laughs> that is a wawuzi. And as she was praying, as she was speaking, I'm sure some of you need that type of miracle because as of now, may you receive the ability to drive and park. Amen. Because the thing about not being able to drive is that whether you, you, whether you use the car or not, you still pay your insurance. Have you noticed? Whether you, whether you, you are a neighborhood driver or, or a long-distance driver, you still have to pay your car insurance. Same amount. Hallelujah. And for God even to turn, you know, like let's listen when 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 Satan wanted to destroy you, God to turn it around. May your testimony be turned around. I say, may your testimony be turned around. What the devil wanted to turn for evil, may God turn it to good. Hallelujah. You have to believe in the prophecies. Ask for a car. Your car is coming on the way. I say, your car is next. Car is next. I say your car is next. You better see. Your car is next. Amen. Your car is next. Hallelujah. You have to believe. You have to believe in testimonies. You see, God, God, God does miracles. And sometimes God humors us. Some of you are wondering why, are we, why, is, why is nobody here? No, no. It's basically, I want to balance the church. Because it was all skewed on this side. So we put it in the middle. It makes, it's good for preaching and family. Hallelujah. But if, if it's full and you are there, you can be there. But that was the reason. It's good for preaching. It's good for family. It's good for everything. You see, and sometimes you have to move to balance things. Should I tell a story about balancing? Okay. You like stories, right? Okay. This is my story and my testimony. Recently, two weeks ago, I wasn't here. I went to Ohio. And Ohio, and our, and our way back, we boarded a plane. You know, we boarded a plane, me and my wife. But you know, when we were buying the ticket, we were trying to be economical. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> we were trying to be economical with a ticket. You know what I'm saying? So, uh, we try and balance the thing. So, of course, we got an economical ticket. And the econo- most economical seat. They stuck us somewhere in the back. The two of us said, so, Oh, hmm. but sometimes you know, you have to do what you have to do because we're trying to be economical with the tickets. So we're going on the plane, sitting on the back. The plane, the plane was fairly empty. Then, when the plane was about to take off, the air hostess came to the back. And so, there's an imbalance in the plane, the plane is imbalanced. So, can people move to the front? To balance the to balance the print. Then everybody said, So can you can the two of you come? So I got up yours truly. <laughs> we thought you would bring her to the the front of the of the of the economy, you know what I'm saying? So when we go to the front of the economy, so would you like to come to the first class? So why why not? <laughs> why not? <laughs> what a testimony. So quickly. I had my wife had like some big shot. Hi, baby. 
Hi, hi, babe. <laughs> it's about first class. See the coolie with all the pecs and the juice and everything. Every benefit of first class. Just sit in the coolie. May God promote you to first class. I say, may God promote you to first class. Hallelujah. By helping to balance the plane, we move to first class. I said, by helping to balance the church, may you move to first class. Oh, I was there. I mean, trust me, I, I, I know how to sit in first class. <laughs> I'm not a novice at that class, so stand down coolly. You know how it's done? They come and take your jacket. Can you get some juice? Can you get some nuts? And the people at the back, the woman. <laughs> Yeah. Receive first class. I said receive first class. It was, it was very nice. What you say? Yeah. Just sit on their back. They said, can you come? When we go to the phone, say, would you like, would I like to? <laughs> Hallelujah. But you know, sometimes God blesses us with things that we don't even expect. Amen. What's a privilege? May God lift you up. May 2019 push you to first class. First class in your marriage. First class in your business. First class in your job. First class with your children. Yeah. And the beauty about that, they were begging us to do it. May you be back to be promoted. Hallelujah. Amen. What's nice. I loved it. Oh. Sat down there, cry. They brought everything. Hallelujah. You know, um, we came towards the end of the year, and uh, do you want me to preach to you, or are you in a hurry? Are you sure you want me to preach to you? I know you are two weeks of preaching. Hallelujah. You know, I'm talking about how to operate your faith. How to operate your faith. You see, as a Christian in this world, faith is important. Hallelujah. The, the Bible says that just shall live by faith. Hallelujah. I mean, without faith, you cannot live the victorious life. Hallelujah. And most of us talk about our faith, our faith. But you must know how to operate in faith. Hallelujah. Or how to bring your faith alive so you can benefit from your faith. Hallelujah. The Bible said that just shall live by faith. Hallelujah. To live a victorious life. I'm not talking about going to heaven. Go to heaven. Once you are born again, you go to heaven. But to live a life of victory on earth on your way to heaven, you have to operate in faith. Hallelujah. So I want you to be a faith operator. Tell me, be a faith operator. Faith operator. Somebody who knows how to operate faith. You know how, like, you know how to operate in faith. Hallelujah. Behold, his soul which is lifted is not upright in him, but the just shall live. You shall live by your faith. Hallelujah. So be a faith operator. Somebody who knows how to operate faith. 
it will make the difference in your life. Hallelujah. So I started sharing with you about how to operate your faith. Number one, number one, have hope. Be somebody who has hope. Why do I say so? The Bible says faith in Hebrews 11. Faith is the substance of things hoped for. The evidence of which is not seen. So a faith person must be somebody who has hope. I prophesy hope into your life. I say I prophesy hope into your life. Look, simply put, when I say have hope, it means, you see, listen to me, fight depression. Fight depression. Depression is negative hope. Fight depression. There are so many things that are designed to make you depressed, but fight it. Those of us who are used to sitting down quietly and crying, stop crying on your own. Fight depression. The habit of always sitting somewhere crying for yourself. Stop it. Fight the depression. Live by faith. Have hope. Have hope that things will be better. Have hope that you can overcome. Have hope that the greater one is in you. Have hope that the longer I live, the brighter I shine. I have faith. Have hope. Don't lose hope. When the door of hope is shut. You know, I'll tell you something. They say when, faith, when, when hope is lost, you see, when hope is lost, recklessness is born. And I'll explain to you. When hope, yes, when you lose hope, you don't care anymore. When hope is lost, recklessness is born. That is why when people want their marriage and they have a problem, because they have a hope for their marriage, they're even careful the way they talk. They want to see pastor's counsel because they, they want the marriage. But they did, they decided they don't want the marriage. That's why when they, they will insult your, a foolish woman brought up by a foolish mother, in law, they insult everybody. Because hope is lost. People get reckless. The insults go through generations. Because they, 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 they don't see a future in this marriage. So they say nonsense. Because when hope is lost, recklessness is born. But when you have hope of saving something, you are careful. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Yeah, hope. You need hope. It's the same thing about people who want to lose weight. Usually when people want to lose weight and they have hope, you see, they go, they go, they go, they go. But after a while, the thing is not working now. They don't care anymore. They eat anything. They drink anything. They don't care. They just say, I am just a box of maxi. They can't care anymore because the hope of losing that weight is gone. So recklessness is born. Now, hey, anything goes. Hey, hey, I'm in my home. <laughs> because hope is lost. But when they had a hope that this year I will lose this weight, they were making the effort. But as they try and try, and the thing is not moving. Because you see, hope deferred makes the heart sick. So when things are not moving, you have a tendency to give up. But let me tell you something. The just shall live by faith. Fight depression. I prophesy hope into your life. I say I prophesy hope into your life. 
I said, I prophesy hope into your life because you are a man of faith. Have hope. Have hope that every year will get better. Somebody say amen. amen. Somebody say amen. amen. Somebody say amen. amen. Somebody say amen. amen. Have hope that your health will get better. Amen. Every year you will re- reduce the amount of pills until one day you stop it. Amen. Have hope. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Listen, fight the depression. Okay? So those of, and, and, and I'm serious. Those of us who are used to hanging out alone, Loneliness brings depression. I'm telling you. Loneliness brings depression. You have no friends, no company, you are by yourself. That's why you are depressed. Because when you are lonely, the devil, evil spirit speaks to you. You have no friends in the church. Nobody calls you. See, you see, you see in your quiet moment, there are, as it were, many voices. See, when you are by yourself, evil spirits minister to you. So stop being lonely. All week, nobody calls you. Don't talk to anybody. You go to work, you come back. Have friends. Have people you can talk to and laugh with. People who can tease you. When you, when you, when you, go, when you come from the salon and they look at your head and say, Hey, this one here today, dear. Is this submarine or torpedo? Which one is <laughs> about it. Yeah. That is why Regina wrote in his book, he said when he, when he met Elijah in 11, Elijah told him that he did not finish his ministry because of depression. Elijah. Elijah said he did not finish his ministry because of depression. And you know, Elijah was a very lonely man. He lived among the mountains. He lived among camels. At a point he was by himself in a cave. And he said, God, that's why he said, God, kill me. When somebody say kill me, what does he mean? Yeah. So fight loneliness. Amen. Have a friend, somebody you can talk to. From time to time, find somebody who can tease you and you can tease the person. It's okay. Those of you that when you are being teased, it's, it's healthy. Let somebody laugh at your head small. Somebody laugh at your board and say, hey, today, dear, I shine you. He said that you are laughing. <laughs> fight depression. Hallelujah. So the the first step number one to operate in faith. Have hope. Or fight depression. Look, a lot of things are designed to depress you. A lot of things are designed to depress you. Including even even the time that your husband comes home, it can depress you. But fight it. Amen. Amen. Number two, to operate in faith. Be conscious of the unseen. Be conscious of the unseen. Be very, very conscious of the unseen. They are unseen things. They are environments. They are spirits that operate in atmospheres. So if you are a faith person, when you get to an area, you must know that, look, there are spirits here. The testimony that she was sharing, Vic, that is about conscious of the unseen. Because to go to that part of the well alone, to do something with the people there, God has to reveal that there are angels around you because it's not normal. You can go there, you may never come back. 
And I know that part of the world. Yeah. So that is why God showed her the vision. That they are angels. So you are not alone. Be conscious of the unseen. It's not every... Listen to me. When I say be conscious of the unseen, it's not every place that you have to sleep. It's not every food you have to eat. It's not everybody you have to laugh with. It's not every gift you have to open. Be conscious of the unseen. They are unseen things if you are a man of faith. Be conscious. Be conscious of the unseen. Don't go to a place and the first thing you do is, I the place is nice, so you are taking selfie. No, before you take a selfie, speak in tongues, I beg you. <laughs> Can somebody hear me? Before you take selfie, no, no, no. As you put your luggage down, speak into the atmosphere. Charge the atmosphere. Be conscious. Yeah. I knew somebody recently. You see, I'm talking about spiritual things. Bishop saw her and said, change your job. Yeah. I said, Bishop said, Bishop said change your job. He said, said, why? He said, where you are operating is a lot of spirit of death. Yeah. And as she, she told her that, recently the person was telling me, the person began to recount how things are changing and she is even afraid that she will die. So he said, move from that environment because you are, you are working in an area where a lot of death, spirit of death is operating. So be conscious of the unseen. Yeah. Some of us need to change your job. Your location. Some, you know, some, pro- probably your marriage is breaking down because of a certain environment. Because there are spirit of divorce operating there. If you had been in another environment, you would be married. I tell you. Because you. Be conscious. I'm talking about faith. In other words, just judge, judge everything. No, no. Be conscious that they are unconscious things. They are spirits. Hallelujah. I'm not, I'm not saying be spooky. You are spooky everything. No, no, no. I'm not saying that. Don't be spooky. Tell me about don't, don't be spooky. Because some people are spooky everything. The Holy No, no. Don't be spooky. That's not what we are talking about. If you are spiritual, you understand. You see, be conscious of the unseen. The Bible says that, and the peace of God. Okay, which passes understanding. Okay. Or, or let the or, or, and let the peace of God become an umpire or a referee. A whistle. As you get spiritual, you will know that there's something called a referee. It's when you're playing a match. When you're playing, you watch a game and you're playing. I understand what I'm preaching. When you're playing a game, like a basketball game, you see, so long as you are in the court, nothing. But as you get off the court, or there's a foul, it blows a whistle. So long, so long as you are within the, the boundaries, there's no whistle. But when you get out of the boundary, there's a whistle, or there's a foul, there's a whistle. So, that, so, so it's called the umpire. And the Bible is saying that as a, as a Christian, let the peace of God be the umpire, be the referee. So as you begin to feel uncertain about it, 
This thing, you don't have a piece around it. It means the referee is blowing the wheel. So step back a little bit. The peace of God. Hallelujah. Are you hearing me? Yeah, let it be an umpire. So let's be conscious of the unseen. Be conscious of the anointing. Be very conscious of the anointing. Hallelujah. It's not every time that you have to joke with a man of God. You can know that, low. this time he's in another level. When we get out of that atmosphere, we can joke. But in that atmosphere, don't joke. Because it's also an atmosphere. Hallelujah. That is why you should never move to a house without praying. Hallelujah. Number three. You see, how to operate, I'm talking about how to operate your faith. Enter, yeah, pay operator. Pay operator. Not a smooth operator. Some of you are smooth operators. Be a paid operator. Change from smooth operator to paid operator. Yeah. In Galish, you see, the, the third thing is that about how to, how to operate your faith is that Enter into your new life and accept your new life. I'll explain. Enter into your new life and accept your new life. Galatians 2.20. Galatians 2.20. I am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live. Yet not I. But Christ liveth in me. And the life which I now, okay, my current life, the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by faith of the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. The life which I now The life which I now live, I live by faith. The life which I now live in the flesh, I live by faith. Listen, learn to enter into your new life. And I explain to you. Paul is saying that, look, I am crucified with Christ. I am changed. The things that I do now, the life that I now live. In other words, I have a new life. I've moved from my old life into my new life. If you want to be a faith operator, learn to abandon your old life and move into your new life. The life I now live, I live by faith. It means that to operate your faith, yes, some, some time ago, I was a liar, a fornicator, but now I don't do that anymore. The life that I now live in the flesh. This is my new life. This is my new life. The life that I don't do those things anymore. I live by faith. Then now, the, the life I now live, the friends I now have, by faith, my life has changed. 
You are different from your... You see, you, as a Christian, your life should be different from unbelievers. I'm preaching. To operate your faith, you must be... You see, to operate your faith, you must accept that you have changed and you can't do certain things anymore. That's simply what it means. The life I now... It means I can't go clubbing anymore. So it's not like it's not like Sunday in church and Friday in the club. I'm preaching. You can't club anymore. Tell the guys, guys, sorry, it's a new life now. No more clubbing. Yeah. The life I now live. I don't drink, I don't smoke. The life I now live. My new life is different. Hallelujah. I'm preaching. How to operate your faith. That's what I'm talking about. Accept that your life has changed. When Abraham, the Bible says, Abraham left his country. He left his kinsmen. He left his family. Not knowing where he would go. Life has begun. The life that I now live. Hallelujah. The things that used to interest you should not interest you anymore. The life that I now live. To operate in faith, don't run your life like an unbeliever. Don't, listen, let me tell you something. To operate in faith, don't use unbelievers as your standard. Don't use unbelievers as your standard. You are now a Christian. What, what, see, unbelievers, unbelievers, there is no need to marry. <laughs> unbelievers, there is no need to marry. Why bother? Who wants all this wahala? Argument, everything. The sex is free. Why bother? Now, if you can drink the milk, why buy the cow? If you can drink the milk free, why pay for the cow? As unbelievers. But you are a Christian. You are, you are, you are, you, the life, you cannot use unbelievers. So as unbelievers are going around, they are growing, they are not marrying, they are, step, they are sleeping around. You cannot do that. So because of your faith, that's why you have to marry early. So you can have an outlet to express yourself. They are looking at me as if I don't know. You need an outlet to express yourself. You need a fire service to extinguish your fire. Hmm. I'm preaching to you. I'm, I'm talking to you. I see they don't understand. But that's what it is. That is why Christians marry. That is why Christians marry. One of the main reasons why Christians marry and marry young. Marry young. That's why we marry young. Huh. Don't use unbelievers as your standard. I'm preaching. I, I am really preaching to you. You see, don't use unbelievers. You see, unbelievers, we are dating, we are in a relationship for four years, five years. I mean, five 
five years, you are sleeping around. So there's no need. But if you're a Christian, you're not supposed to fornicate. So even the fire will make you marry early. If you're not a Christian, you can date till eternity. Data, that's what they do. Ten years, you're still dating. You are a Christian. The life I now live in the flesh. Thank you. Cast standard here. You, 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 you continue using unbelievers as your standard. Yeah. Don't use unbelievers. Don't look the life I now live. It's a new life. I live. I've changed. The life I now live. Don't compare yourself to unbelievers. Yeah. Oh, you know, it's not good to let your wife know what is going on. That's an unbeliever life. Chris, the two shall be one. The life I now live. Yeah. I'm a Christian. I'm talking about operating your faith. The life I now live, don't use unbelievers as your standard of success. And I'm very serious on that one. Don't use unbelievers. Unbelievers live by borrowing. You are a Christian. Don't borrow. I'm preaching to you. The Bible said that the borrower is a servant to the lender. Don't become a servant. Unbelievers are everybody. They, uh, they are living in flashy cars. Your colleagues are living in big houses. They are li- driving nice cars, and it's all borrowed. You are a Christian. Don't follow them. You are a Christian. Preaching to you. Don't follow them. The, na- the life I now live, I live by faith. I live by a life of debt free. I don't borrow. If I don't have the money, I don't have it. Stop impressing people. You have impressed everybody and depressed yourself. I'm preaching to you. You, you, you say I should preach, I'm preaching. You have impressed everybody and depressed yourself. No, you some believers as your standard. Impress. Oh, we just came from vacation in Cancun and we are going back. Next week we are going vacation in Nassau. Look, you don't have the money. Don't put your vacation on credit card. If the vacation you can afford is one down uh, Jersey City, just pack yourself and go to Jersey City. <laughs> pack your car and go to Jersey Shore. Go and walk on the boardwalk in Atlantic City. It's also a vacation. After where you came from, there was no boardwalk anyway. <laughs> the life I now live. The life I now live. I live by faith. Hallelujah. Let there be. You must be. I, I am a Christian. I don't do this anymore. My friends have changed. I don't listen to certain music anymore. I don't listen to certain music anymore. I don't listen to certain music anymore. I mean, you are a Christian, but you still have the CDs. Get down on it. Get down on it. Get down on it. 
standing on the wall. Get down on what? Get down on what? Get down on what? What, what should we get down on? <laughs> yeah, Christian, Christian brother. But you still have all those you, a Christian brother. You have all those cool music. Then Friday night when you come, you get your some Guinness and some this and then you are sitting down there. You, you put it in and say, yeah, you know, this is Friday night, you know. Put it out. Sail on down the line. Small town country boy. <laughs> Yes. On Friday night. The life I now live. I live by faith. You're a Christian. You still have a bit of a bit of Henneke in the counter, you know, those type of what are, what are what Budweiser, Hennessy, is Henneke or Hennessy? Hennessy. Ah, Henneke is beer. And then Hennessy what? Liquid is So the S is the gin. And the case Hennessy <laughs> huh? Scotch. Then you sit down. Then Friday night, man, I got a, I, I, I had a terrible week. I'm so exhausted this week. I need, to, I, I need to unwind. If you need to unwind, put on Don Wen. I say, if you need to unwind, put on Don Wen. I say, if you need to unwind, put on some Don Wen music. Yes, God will make a way. Where there seems to be no way, he makes ways we cannot see. He will make a way for me. He will be my. my that is the way to make a way. That will be to why. Not that you put on so that look. <laughs> a Christian, what happened? Yes, they say, hey, Well, you have to cross your leg. Cool, yeah, brother. Die and come, bro. You how does it go? I don't even know how it goes. <laughs> we are getting drunk already. We don't need Christmas. <laughs> no, 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 it should be God. Should, God will make a way. The life I now live. The life I now in the flesh. I'm born again. I'm a Christian. You don't call people to gossip about people. I'm preaching. You don't call to gossip. Gone are the days when you talk behind people. The life, you see, the life, you see, I'm a Christian. The life I now live. Philippians says that, Philippians said that whatsoever is good. Of good report. Honorable, think on these things. So your thinking should be about what is good, what is honorable, what is reportable, not gossip and slander. The life I now live. Yeah. Yeah. Are you hearing me? The life I now live in the flesh. Let me tell you something. I'll tell you something about faith. You see, in the world, in the world, they trust in their salaries, in their paychecks, in their horses, in their horses. But I'll tell you something, and take it from me. If you are a Christian, the life you now live should be based on faith. 
It should be based on the supply of God. I say your life, it should be based on what? The supply of God, not your paycheck. My God shall supply all my needs according to his riches. So I depend on God's supply, not my paycheck. Hallelujah. Yes. The life I now live. Some of you, you should be open to accepting gifts. You see, you're only used to your paycheck. But God can bless you through gifts. So make room for gifts in your life. Tell anybody there's room for gifts. <laughs> receive a car. I say receive a car. The life I now lived. Amen. So that's number three, okay? Enter your new life and accept it. Accept your life. Francis, accept your life. Accept that this is my new life. Can't do this anymore. Are you hearing me? Accept it. This is my new life. I can't do this anymore. This is my new life. This is the life I live in. Accept that this is my new life. Yeah. Hallelujah. And believe God for your supply. He's your supplier. I say he's your supplier. I say he's your supplier. Even when you get a new job, trust him as your supplier, not the paycheck. Hallelujah. Then, number four. Number four is create with your mouth. Oh, my goodness. Look. Create with your mouth. If you are to operate with, to operate in faith, create with your mouth. Yes. Let there be. Let there be. Genesis, the earth was void and without form. And God said, let there be. And there was. We have in faith. Therefore, we speak. There's, there, I don't see, you must learn to create with your mouth. Speak good things into your life. Oh, very, very serious. Learn the words that you speak. Their spirit and their life. So those of us who even have silly jokes, stop. Yes. Charlie, how? Charlie, with a hustle. We are, we are. I'm preaching. Because Almighty God creates by his mouth. He created us to create by our words. Hallelujah. If you shall say to this, Mark 11, shall say to this mountain, be thou removed and cast into the sea and shall not doubt in your heart. You shall have what you say. Put that verse there. You shall, Mark 11, 24. You shall have what you say. Therefore I say unto you, what is so you desire? No, the one before. 23. For very, very, I say unto you, whosoever shall say unto this mountain, be thou removed and cast into the sea, and shall not doubt in his heart, but he shall believe those things which he said, shall come to pass. He shall have whatsoever what? Whatsoever what? Whatsoever what? You don't get what you think, I beg you. You don't get what, I'm talking about how to operate your faith. You don't get what you think. Neither do you get what you need. Both what you think and what you need, you don't get them. You get what? 
You get what? You get what? So if you say nothing? So if you say nothing? Yes. That is why I'm teaching you faith principles. One, say good things about yourself. Number one, say good things about yourself. I am blessed and highly favored. When somebody, somebody asks you, how? I'm blessed and highly favored. I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. That, the longer I live, the brighter I shine. And then number two, cancel negative things about you. When anything, anybody says anything negative about you, cancel it. Say, I refuse it. I cancel it. I reject it. I don't accept this thing for me. Don't allow negative things to stick around you. Yeah. Oh, your children are some way. So I reject it. My children are not some way. Yeah. Create your well. Create your well. Create your well. Declare that I am cancer. Declare that no cancer can stay in this body. That's why I tell all the ladies, pray over your breast that this breast is cancer-free. No cancer shall be in this body. This breast is for my children when they are young and for my husband forever. (laughs) It's for my children when they are young and for my husband forever. (laughs) Hallelujah. You say amen. You say amen. Say it. That this breast is for uh, uh, Elisha and this is why they are young. And it's for Jeff forever and ever. He can, play, he can, he can, he can cook it, fry it, steam it, tackle it anyway, suck it, massage it, anything. <laughs> he's, a, he's allowed to massage it, suck it, squeeze it, It's a good message. That is why this breast will never see cancer cell. Those of you who have kept it for yourself, you keep it. <laughs> it's for the emotion. This breast and emotion. Record that one too. You are recording. It's for Daniel Morris. At any time, any day, anywhere. There is not an inappropriate moment. It's forever. That is why this breast cannot have cancer. This breast cannot have cancer. Because it's for him. Confessions. Speak good things. Hallelujah. And then, so create your well. And then number five. That's number, number four, number five. Four. Number five. Number five. Number five. Pray faith praise. Let's say, you see, you say, you shall have whatsoever he saith. Okay? Then 24. 24. Therefore, I say unto you, whatsoever things ye desire, when what? 
Can you read? When, when what? When what? Believe that you shall receive them. So the next thing you have to learn to, learn to pray faith prayers. What are faith prayers? Faith prayers are prayers that are based on the word of God. If you want to ask me, faith prayers are prayers that are based on the word of God. When you pray faith prayers, you pick up a verse and you hold God legally. It's a legal, you are making a legal argument with God. That's what, that's faith prayers. You pick up a verse and you make a legal argument with God. That God, based on 1 John 1, 4, you said, greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. And therefore, based on that scripture, concerning this person who is trying to fight me and oppose me, I have already overcome because the greater one is in me. You take the verse and you pray about it. You lift up the verse. Faith prayers. Hallelujah. I said hallelujah. I said hallelujah. Yeah. Yeah. You see, that is why one of the, one, one, one of the faith prayers must pray is Matthew 18, 19. Check that verse. Matthew 18, 19. Please. Matthew 18 and 19. Listen, listen to me. This is Jesus Christ's words. He says, again, I say unto you, Two shall agree on earth as touching anything that they shall ask. It shall be done for them of my Father which is in heaven. Again, I say unto you, if two shall agree on anything, it shall, two, two shall agree on earth as touching anything. So one of the surest guarantee, okay, one of the surest guarantee of faith prayer is if I need something, I'm believing God for something. Let's say I'm believing God for maybe a job. Then I come and say, Maria, let's come. I am believing God for a job. Do you agree with me? Are we standing on earth? Then you pray that prayer. You said, God, you said, if two shall agree, I have Maria, let here, agree with me. That uh, this job should be open for me. And therefore, so long as I have a partner here who has agreed with me, then God, let this job be granted in the name of Jesus. And believe it because you are praying by the word. You have got somebody who agrees. That's why you need a prayer partner. Somebody hold your hand and agree with you. Have you seen the legal nature of it? He said, if two shall agree, so one of the surest way of getting your prayers answered is to get somebody to agree with you. Hallelujah. Yeah. If two shall agree. If two shall agree. I guess that if two shall agree on earth, as touching anything. So whatever your prayer request, find somebody. I'm talking about faith prayers. Look, you know why I gave you this card? Why we give you this card? I hope everybody have this one. Listen, let me explain to you. It's, it's a thank God card. You're going to fill the front part about thanking God for what God has done for you. Then the back is ask God what you are needing God for. Everybody fill the form. Okay? Bring it on 31st night. We are going to agree and it shall be done unto you. Because at least I will agree with you. 
Whatever it is, I will agree with you. And we are going to pray faith prayers based on the scripture. If you didn't get the form was finished, it was a limited number of forms. So I don't know what, what, what it means. Lady Bissonita, that's what we got, right? More will be available. Uh, thank God, I say more will be available. So make sure we get some. If two shall agree. So bring that the first night. I am going to agree with you. You will agree with me. As touching anything. It's a faith. Hallelujah. See, and let me tell you something. Faith prayers. Faith, you can pray, faith prayers can be in tongues. It can be a short prayer. It can be a long prayer. The key is that you must believe it. Hallelujah. So that's why it is important for you to know Bible. Because you know, if, if you don't know the scriptures, you can't bring it up. But once you know the scripture, you can bring it up to God. He said, you shall agree. I've agreed with Maria Alice. Therefore, let this woman be done. Yeah. Hallelujah. Good. That's number what? Number five? Number six. Six. Move. Be moved with fear. Be moved with fear. Hebrews, this is all in Hebrews. Hebrews 11, 7. Be moved with fear. Hebrews 11, 7. By faith, by faith, Noah, being one of God, of things not as yet seen, moved with fear, prepared an ark to the saving of his house, by the which he condemned the world, and he became heir of the righteousness which is by faith. By faith, Noah, being one of God, okay, of things not yet seen, moved with fear. Listen to me. Among all the faith operations I've talked about, this is the critical one. Yeah. Among all the faith things I've talked about, this is really what makes you a man or a woman of faith. This one. This point. Among everything I've told you, this is, the, this is actually the critical part. The Bible said, by faith, Noah, being one of God, of things not yet seen, moved with fear. So, if you saw Noah constructing an ark, when there is no rain, when everything is dry, I mean, you go to uh, Times Square, you see somebody building an ark on a dry land. Which doesn't even make sense. You cannot even discuss. Something that does not make sense. But he's doing it. And the only reason, see, to, and the only reason why he is doing it is because God told him to. Faith. Being moved with fear. This is the critical point. The only reason why you are doing this because God said it. It's not meant for discussion. It's not meant for explanation. I'm not, you're not supposed to understand me. I am doing this for one and only one reason. Because God said so. This 
is the most critical. This is the most practical or critical expression of your faith. I'm doing this because. Yeah. I hear me. As I hear me. Because God said it. God said it. The reason why I know I am building an ark when there is no rain because God said it. Even though people will laugh at me, they will ridicule me. I am doing it because God said it. And I move with fear. I fear God. That's why I'm doing it. I have reverence for God. So I'm doing it. Because God said it. You see, and this, you see, this is what actually put people in a line of faith and separates the boys from the men. Because you see, for example, like Natasha and Jean. You see, the only reason why Jean moved to uh, St. Thomas is not for a job. It's not to get a it's not a car, but because God said it, God sent me to a mission. So the only reason for that is a move of faith because God said it. Yeah. Yeah. That's why she's leading. Going to join because it is mission. They believe in missions. Let me, let me break it down. They are not going there to get a good job. They are not going to get there to get a comfortable life. They are not going there to get this thing. The only reason why they are going there is church. That's another level. That's what you don't know. So it's a, that is another level. This what that is another level. The only reason why you are doing this particular thing is because of the word of God, nothing else. Because you see, most of us come up here serving God, we are doing it, but our we came here for, for a primary reason. Church has was a secondary reason. But find someone who's doing the church as a primary reason. That's different. Way, way different. We do a secondary. But the person do it as primary. That's why, that's why missionaries are always different. People who go on missions are different. Because they are moving their family, their life, based solely on the word of God. So don't be surprised if their names enter the heroes of faith. Don't be surprised. God said it. It makes a difference. Hallelujah. It makes a difference. I am doing based on the word of God. God said it. Yeah. Why are you doing this? God said it. Yeah. It makes a difference. You see, why, why is Rahab Rahab's name in the hero of faith. Rahab was, Rahab was a prostitute. He was a harlot. He has poor moral standards. But the only reason why he, he, her name is there is because he saw the people as the people of God. And, and for that matter, she was willing to be charged with treason and spying for foreign enemies. Otherwise, why would she do that? But she risked it. That's why her name is there. I'm telling you, among all the faith steps, this is the critical one. It can point something in your life that you did solely because of God. That makes you dead. Oh, yeah. If you can. I am taking this job solely because of church, the work of God. That's, that will set you apart. I am living here solely because of God's work. I am 
changing this thing in my life solely because of God's work. That is faith. Practical expression of what you believe. That is, Abraham left his country purely because God said so. He didn't know where he was going. That puts you at another class. Oh yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah. The only reason why I will not mind you, I have forgiven you because God says so. Not that I am stupid. I can take you on. Yeah, are you hearing me? Yeah. Sometimes you, you, you decide to forgive somebody, not because you are stupid. Though. But God was said, you can actually take the person on line for line. Are you hearing me? Yeah. Yes. The only reason why your wife has misbehaved, but you have kept quiet. Not because you don't know how to talk. Oh, you can sort her out. One touch. You can't cry. But you have kept quiet. Because the Bible says that when you, when you offend or you're angry, your prayers will not be answered. Because you believe in your prayers and you want God to answer your prayers. That's why you have tolerated her nonsense. It's not because you have not seen that it's nonsense. It's absolute nonsense. But because you want your prayers to be answered. Let the other wife say amen. Amen. Your nonsense has been tolerated not because... Are you hearing me? Yeah. And the reverse is also true. Yeah. You all know some authority because of God, God said it. You see, I'm talking about doing things because of what you believe. The only reason, I am breaking this relationship with this boy because God said it. Bye-bye, James. It's not that James is not a good boy. He's a good guy. He loved me. He has been taking out. Our family know each other. You know, James has been really been good. James has been good. But James, you know what? It's over. Yes, you'll be crying. But still, God said it. You are taking a decision based on what you believe. Noah moved with fear. Hallelujah. Yeah. And that puts you in another class. That puts you in another class. Let us be You see, ask your neighbor, is there anything in your life you can point to that you did because of God? Yep. That's what I'm talking about. Decisions. God said it. God said it. Hey, the reason why I have lived with this man is part of all his nonsense. I'm, I, because God said it. God said, I hate divorce, but for the word of God, and Reverend says, harassing me. <laughs> like you, I would have left you long ago. And God said it. I'm preaching. But for the preaching and the word of God, that's why I've tolerated your nonsense long ago. And God said it. Oh, yeah. Hallelujah. And the Bible says, in the last verse, it says, he prepared an ark to the seven. So what point am I doing? How many points do you have now? Six? Okay, number seven. Number seven is you have to, faith operation by the preaching of salvation. By preaching salvation. Here, he prepared an ark to the saving of his house. 
by which he condemned the world. Oh, okay, right number seven. The saving of one house. Saving of one house. He prepared an ark to the saving of his house by which he condemned the world. If you are a person of faith, you will save one house. If you are a person of faith, you will save one house. Because you believe in heaven and hell. You believe that after we die, we go to hell. And so because of that faith, you will always want to save one house. Unless you don't believe in heaven and hell. But if you believe in heaven and hell, you will save one house. You will always. And so, so when you see churches who don't talk about salvation, they are all talking about, oh, good works. No, no, no. You wonder whether they believe in faith. You must believe in heaven. You must believe in hell. Noah did it by which sin of his house, by which he condemned the world. That is why any faith-believing person should be an evangelist. Because you believe that one day we will die. And after death, we will stand before God. And I tell you, there will be judgment. So if you believe that, why are you comfortable when people are going to hell? Why do we look unconcerned? Sometimes we wonder, sometimes we wonder whether we believe in heaven or hell. We are so engrossed in this world that we forgot about eternity. But let me tell you something. Eternity is real. One day, we will stand before him. If we believe this, no day will pass without you trying to talk to somebody about Christ. Yes, thank you. We are so engrossed with our present life. That's why I like what you guys did. Preach the gospel. Share the gospel. Talk to people about Christ. Because if you're a person of faith, you believe that one thing is sure, it is appointed unto man wants to die. And after that judgment, one day, all of us will stand before our maker. So if you are somebody of faith, since you believe in heaven and hell, you will save one house. Hallelujah. Listen to me. 2019, let's operate our faith. 2019, let's operate our faith. Amen. Let us make people become aware that heaven is real, hell is real, and we must by all means save one house. Amen. Stand up to your feet and let's close. We believe you exist and we believe you great rewarder we look beyond all things which are seen and we hope in, in you, you alone and we hope in, in you alone thank you Holy Spirit invisible God Invisible God. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Clothing glory and splendor. My faith. He said the household of God. You are righteous and holy. Operate your faith by saving the household, Lord. Just ignore. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Save one house of God. We believe you as this for God. We believe you are.
Bowed and every eye closed. Afternoon, you are here, you are not born again. You are not saved. The Bible said, by faith, Noah, being moved with fear, prepared an ark to the saving of his household. This afternoon, you have heard about the message of faith. The greatest faith is salvation. So if you are here, you are not born again. You don't know Jesus Christ as your personal with every head bowed and every eye closed. I want you to lift up your hand and I'll pray for you. I want you to lift up your hand and I'll pray for you. There is room at the cross. Anybody here, you are not saved, you are not born again, you don't know Jesus Christ as your Savior. It's knocking at your door. Salvation is knocking. I just want to make sure, young or old, young or old, just lift up your hand. You want to become a Christian. You want to be a Christian. You want to be saved. You don't want to go to hell. I believe there is heaven. I believe there is hell. That is why I am asking you to lift up your hands so I can pray for you. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Is your hand up? I can't see. God bless you. Let her come. I'll pray for you. Yes. Please, he lifted a hand. Let her come, please. Hallelujah. No, she's serious. She's come. I pray for her. Holy Spirit. Father, we thank you for salvation. Let none go back the same. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Push your hands together for the Lord and be seated. Hallelujah. Okay, let's take our first time back. We hope that you've been blessed. Come join us for any of our services. Contact us on lci.newyork at gmail.com and visit us on the web at www.lcimanhattan.com.